Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen media empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.J. Amanu, the writer-director of The Asian. Hi, I'm Brando Benetton, director of Nightfire. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hi, this is James Cullen Brussack, the writer, director, and producer. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stewart, paint the screen. Zotcom up in my bunk piece. Sneaks, hear that? It's my motorcycle running and tracking over the motherfucking sneaks. Genius. With Dom, eating pizza, and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen. We can indeed give it a go and see if it works. All right. How? Hear us still? Yeah. I can hear okay. you. I can hear you. Are you hearing hear yourself? Me. There you go. I can hear you as well, Murray. Yep. I'm not hearing me, so I'm fine at my end. Okay. All right, cool. It's all right, you yep. guys are making me do some editing. I never edit my podcast. I literally just slap a theme song on it. But now you've been here two minutes. We can start so I've got the call some... over in a minute here. <sighs> no, Mike. it's fine. It's okay. Fine. I've done nothing over the past 12 months, so it's nice to have you've something to do. And if it's a little bit of editing, I'm okay with that. Okay. Just don't go off on your normal racist tirades, Griff, and I think we'll be okay. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I, was, I was wondering whose name was going to get attached to that sentence, and yeah. I'm like, I never go off on ra- I don't think, I'm, you know, I go off on everything else. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like he closed in. Yeah. He gone. He's had All enough. Right. Oh, yeah, he goes back now. <laughs> Just to let you know, there is no censorship. They literally go off on whatever tangent you want to. On this, yeah, uh, I, I would do that anyway. But, yeah, but that's yeah, good. I, I just wanted to sort of, you know, pretend that I'm in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry. I listened to your last episode. I got my own solutions for the Me Too movement. Um, do it. Just kill everybody. I'm that done was, with it. Put, that was back in the kitchen. That was such a difficult topic because you know what it's like on social media. If you go, hey, it's a lovely day outside, you're literally going to get attacked by somebody. Go, no, it's not. So it's raining. You don't know anything. So to sort of tackle a subject where no, I- the guy in question is like quite a big name in this country, so it's like it was a bit of a shock when that all came out. So I thought, do I tackle oh. it? Do I not? It's uh, yeah. So that was we opted to tackle it and and tiptoe to, to try and come up with some sort of... I don't know if there is a solution, though, other than, like you've said, just get rid of all... Yeah. Are you a good person? No. Right. Bang. Set, all right, set, right. set Bronson on them. That would work. It is just one of those things that would take years. and It's like, it's like systemic racism, essentially. It just yeah. it takes an overhaul of everything. 
But um, I was just impressed by that because like earlier in the episode, you've been like, I like going on Golden Globus Theater because I just sit to go off the chain. And then you finish the episode with that topic. And I was like, Murray, we would not touch that with a 10 foot fucking pole. No. Shit, we were worried about uh, this past couple episodes because it was like I could, nobody was touching my tweets yeah. at all. I was shocked that we got the, uh, the download amounts that we got because I was like, holy shit, Griff, I think. I think we fucking blew all the momentum we built with Death Wish Month. Yeah. Because nobody is touching. We got one, the one, our one female listener from Portland. She's got balls. And she's like, yeah, oh, those are funny tweets. That woman's great. Like. Yeah. Everyone else, crickets. They're like, I'm not touching that. Yeah. I think secretly they're all touching it. Just nobody's really telling you the touch and i think that's yeah. a social media problem as well isn't it you you know you you can't go and tweet today going oh, i'm gonna sit and watch woody allen films all day today because i want to because you'll just get killed <laughs> it's like right. even, but you should be able to watch woody allen films if you want to watch them just, oh, I, yeah i think crazy. there's a lot of people that are scared to be associated with, <laughs> with us <laughs> <laughs> i mean we don't we definitely don't go out there and champion ourselves as like you know left-leaning well come on you have to rip on trump i mean he's the worst yeah but But we're not like when all the woke movements are happening you know we're not no going out there and being like we're on this side of this fight so i think people are worried that actually racist just (laughs) high we're we're thin blue liners you know somehow we're racist assholes yet we're woke assholes at the same time Mm -hmm. because Making fun of the the gun control movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's the world sucks. <laughs> it kind of does, doesn't it? It needs a reboot button, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I think that's that's one of the many many reasons I enjoy your show. It's going to be like the longest advert ever for the Golan Globus Theater podcast, by the way. So just get used to that part. But that's that's part of the reason I enjoy your shows because they're nostalgic movies. A lot of them, it's like, yeah. wow, a Death Wish month that doesn't have Bruce Willis <laughs> in it. So I'm quite glad you didn't touch that one. Let me go back to the Charles Bronson years, or you know, Chuck Norris, or Sensei Seagal. Let's let's listen yeah. to how wonderful he is and stuff. So it's uh, I, I would... I've, I've just been hiding in nostalgia for the past twelve months. It's quite nice. <laughs> well, I don't know because we we were kind of worried about doing a new movie because I was like, are people going to want this? And then. It, People so far have been cool with it, so yeah. we might occasionally. I mean, I would like to do an adult Kane Kazugi movie just to check it out. Yeah, no, I want to keep doing modern movies because we got our we got our whole system down now. It's like we got to apply it so we can scale it. You know, well, I think basically the the last episode was the test to see do people listen for us or do they listen for the movie. Yeah, you know? and I'm happy to find out that. I think it is. We've us. been doing yeah. that benchmark for years, though. We've we've done that as a bunch. Whenever we do like a weird Red Brown movie, we're like, we're finding <laughs> out if it's about us or that. So how can you not like Red Brown? Yeah, Come everyone, on. Captain America. Everyone should love. Red Brown. I listen quicker if I'm familiar with the movie. So, for example, yeah, exactly. like Death Wish, I'm like, oh, I love Death Wish. I'm going to listen to that now. And if a new one, a new episode pops up and I'm not familiar with the film, go, right, I'll listen to that in a few days. I always listen, but it's, it depends what film you do as to how fast I uh, go, for the, <laughs> go for the play button. Right. I can appreciate that. I've discovered a lot of movies thanks to, like, back in the day when I watched or listened to, like, How Did This Get Made? You know, I was introduced yeah. to some weird movies that way, but... Same same thing. Like if I didn't recognize the movie, I might be a little more standoff uh, uh, on it. But 
That's how I found out about Sleepaway Camp, and I love that movie now. I need to watch those films because I, I saw people talking about them on Twitter, and it's like I've never seen them. So I am I'm definitely gonna have to check them out. The, the, Wait, the did sequel, we? The or, sequels is, are awful. I would say avoid the sequels. Watch oh. the first one. Okay. Uh, I, no, I think the sequels disagree. are okay too. No, okay. they're awful. I think they're okay. They're awful. Are they kind of like Death Wish one, and then you've got Death Wish five? Sort of yes, different. Exactly. That's yeah. What it right. Is. See, I enjoy Death Wish Five, so I'm going to watch the sequels as well. Not before <laughs> I've watched the original one, obviously, because hey, that would be stupid. But Stuart, besides your own episode, what was your favorite Death Wish episode that we did? I uh, number three. No, it makes me laugh because it's <laughs> like you were doing you were doing number one, number two, number four, number four. And how many times did you guys have to go? Look, we've already done number three. How many people contacted <laughs> you saying, "Why have you not done Death Wish Three? And this, did anybody contact you? I was, I, it's funny you mentioned, I was just complaining to him and when I came in, somebody was like, hey, I got a movie for you, Cotton Comes to Harlow. I'm like, that was, yeah, that was great when we did two years ago. And he was like, look at what we do. And this is a guy who's really into our show. Yeah, and, I'm like, and that's one that's both available on YouTube and, you know, obviously our, cat, our uh, catalog, so. But I'm probably going to go Death Wish 1, Death Wish 2. Nice. Because uh, obviously Death Wish 3 I've not listened to for ages. Death Wish 4, I was on it. Uh, Death Wish Five was good as well. It's just it's hard to choose. I just want to see who like who like everyone's favorite guest was. That's all I was asking. I, I know uh, we're. I never listen to the guests. I just focus solely on you guys. <laughs> I don't hey, even, I love I the sound know. of this. Man. Yeah. I have I have a bit of software that just mutes your guests. So it's like <laughs> let's just keep these two all set and get rid of the guests. Just mute them. So there I'm we go. That. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was listening. I was looking at uh, iTunes today, and your first episode was "Hero and the Terror." Is that right? Because that's the first one that's available yeah. on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, that, that is actually the first. That's one. a great film, by the way. I've not seen that for a long, long time. So you know, we, three what, years what, for me. Yeah, three. It's probably about thirty years for me. I think well, the last time I saw that was when it dropped on VHS, um, <laughs> which was probably was it like eight? What year was that? Was it like ninety-two or something when that came out? Or Earlier, it had to be earlier because Steve James was in it. I think he died in like '91. Yeah, I don't. I have no clue. I can't. I, I can't know. age Chuck Norris by any features because he usually oh, had the well, mustache. There's, there's, there's clean shaven, mustache, beard. That's the phases of. The, oh, okay. Of the, the so what? What do we? I was oh, trying ahead. to. Uh, I was. I got the cover art in my brain mixed up with the Hitman because I was thinking Charles uh, Chuck Norris with his really long, weird, straggly hair, but that was the Hitman, wasn't it? So. Yeah, I am now. That was like when was Hero in the Terror? That's all. That. Nineteen eighty-eight. Yep, there we go. Eighty-eight. That's okay. the last time I saw it. <laughs> it's nineteen eighty-eight. So I need to go back and revisit that. But why was that film the first one you chose to to Ooh. unleash your canon? Greatness? I have no idea. We just we knew we had to do a Chuck movie because he's kind of him and Charles Bronson are the most synonymous with canon. Yeah, yeah. I think we wanted to. Start out slowly, like work our way up to the big one. Oh yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't want to, you know, try to figure ourselves out doing something like a uh, blood sport or anything like that because it was like we're gonna waste it. Right, exactly. And, you know, you you find yourself when you do a movie, uh, like Avenging Force or something, something that we just absolutely <laughs> love. Going, you you like I think last week you when you got here you're like man I wish we could do this movie over again America yeah. was well, it no a, it was Revenge of the Ninja I watched Revenge, Revenge of the Ninja right before I came over and I was like God it's such a great I just, movie. I just want to do it again do it, so, do it though redo it because as you said <laughs> as you said uh, what was the film that the guy went oh why don't you do this 
Right. And you went, we did, we did do that. He's not listened to that one. That's a lot, a, that's a lot of people. One I, a lot of people I, don't. I, a lot of people don't go back and listen to like the hundred and something episodes that you've done, and right. they, they certainly don't go back and listen to the five hundred and seventy something ones that I've done. <laughs> so sometimes you can. Just read it. Just read. If George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola can redo the same damn film over and over and over again, I think you guys are allowed to do a remake. You know, we special edition. We did talk uh, talk about doing a tippy tap where somebody wanted to do a movie we already had done, where we would just instead of doing like a whole normal shtick, we would just do kind of like a you know. A shortened tippy tap, so like an hour, forty-five minute episode where we just kind of cover their favorite parts and everything. Just and that would give us a little bit of that, you know, joy of revisiting a movie like Highlander. Everyone was pissed that we did Highlander <laughs> without them, yeah. and that was one. I think I think it was when I was traveling over to it Europe. Was, yeah. yeah, so we pre-recorded a bunch of stuff, and that was just one of them. We just did. We're knocking out two in a day, and we did Highlander, and no one liked that. <laughs> Damn them! Highlander's a great film. Highlander oh, yeah. two is absolutely amazing. Obviously, we've been through that on our episode. Highlander three and four, not good. Just really yep. bad, really bad. Maybe a Highlander month. Thank you. <laughs> that could work because <laughs> that could work because you're asking for different franchises to do per for a month. Yeah. Right? So a Highlander we, could could. And work, we could even it? do a tip tap of the TV TV show. We could find an episode that's in our wheelhouse. Yeah, we I, did. Uh, Lambert ever come on that show? I know he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was in the pilot. Oh, because he oh, sort yeah. of did that handover thing. He popped up at the end and couldn't see the golden chalice and stuff. Uh, I have no idea. I, I, I didn't. I, no, <laughs> I never look at Christopher Lambert's uh, golden chalice. It's, uh, well, I just no. mean like when uh, in Highlander two in that cut we had uh, Connery giving him the golden chalice or whatever yes. full of cheese and he dipped his hat yeah, hair in it or fingers. Was it in, it in the it? chalice? I thought it was just a dish with oh, nacho it was cheese. A dish, wasn't it? Okay, yeah, playing with it. I just I can barely remember, but it's kind of it's kind of there, just foggy. Well, I, remember when, when I, was, I was trying to think of the shows that I'd been on and I think I'd asked you guys at one point I'm like, oh shit, I forgot I was on the Speed 2 one it was like, yeah. there was just one episode I'd totally forgotten I'm, I'm going senile, I think Yeah, we're... Or you just put it out of your memory you're like, I don't want to yeah. think about that ever again Well, put we're the movie out of my memory on 150 right. plus episodes <laughs> Why, It's you the third do year it. anniversary Is it? Yeah, is it? 156, oh. yeah. that's 52 a year Oh yeah, it is, oh shit Cool. So here's yeah. here's here's a question for both of you. So when you started your very first episode, so you hear on the terror, if somebody would have said to you, right, you're still going to be going in three years' time, would you have believed them, or would you have thought, yeah, either we wish or uh, no chance? Hell no! I never. I thought no. we'd get bored after like seventeen, eighteen <laughs> episodes. We'd be over it. No, I never thought. <laughs> no way did I think we were going to do over a hundred episodes. Yeah, yeah. I knew I knew it wasn't going to exist in the form it took uh, early on because, like, notes now are going on about two and a half, three pages, depending on how long the movie is. Back then, I had a little yellow. It wasn't even a full, like, 8 by 12 or whatever normal paper size is. It was just a little yellow pad that I wrote out a couple of show notes, and we were just, <laughs> like, going off memory for 90% of it. I'm yeah. afraid to go listen to it. <laughs> like, one day I will, but... Well, it's, it's, after 150-odd episodes, we can't remember anything anymore. Yeah. I mean, 
And you know, we're all about the details, those tiny details. We, yeah. That's well, what separates us from the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Investigative journalists of action uh, movies. Right. So we see, like, you know, a painting in the background. We'll talk about that for 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> you know? So people like. So I- <laughs> so I've been privy to see some of your show notes. So they are massively detailed, which puts mine to shame because I just literally have the episode title and the number and that's it. I have no other notes whatsoever. I don't do homework. Forget it. So when you're doing your notes, do you watch the film and go, do you, how the hell do you detail the plot of the film? Because a lot of it is in the show notes. Do you sit and watch yeah. the movie and go, right, he does this and he does that and he looks cool in a leather jacket and let's go for the fat milk and all that <laughs> <laughs> the process yeah, exactly. is amazing. That, that's what that's I do. do we watch it separately. Yeah. And so I got like a there's a notebook and I just write out, yeah, like I go I get like joke ideas, like, oh, that would be funny kind of thing. Like we, we never we don't write bits. We just write things like oh, we could do something with this, you know. So we'll write that out. Yeah. So that's how I write it. And then he does he say he does his and then he'll send me his notes. And then base, we're almost 99% of the time on the same wavelength. So I, I'll add like two or three lines, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah there's a few things. Like I, I have just developed my own shorthand and everything. And, you know, I sit down with the movie in the most uncomfortable chair at my computer. <laughs> and I, I slowly watch it and I pause it a thousand times when, you know, when things start getting ahead of myself and everything. But yeah, just slowly work out details. Uh, Sometimes there's like an old thing we'll remember that we used to joke about, so we'll work that in there. Huggy Bears in our episode we're going to be doing this week, so that's fun. I didn't even know. See, that's the thing, too, is uh, we'll also text each other sometimes when we're watching it and be like, was that Huggy Bear or Francecombe sighting? <laughs> that's our favorite. When Francecombe Richmond or Al Leong are in the background of a movie, you know, some yeah. C-level stuntman. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> so what I tend to do is I'll... I'll watch the film uh just to refresh it in my brain and then whilst we're recording i will have the film on a different screen but with the yeah. volume off and i'll just keep pausing it because wherever you guys are right pause it right okay, oh yeah let's find a bit so if you jump forward a bit it really confuses me i'm like oh crap where are they let me let me get to the <laughs> bit with the let, i need the cannolis where's the cannolis oh my god there's cannolis all right let, oh hiding behind a newspaper got that one it doesn't help that we'll just sometimes substitute our own plot lines in there. So <laughs> I can't. I have imagine. noticed that. I have noticed that a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Shoehorn Vinny's in there somehow. Yeah, yeah. Get the Vinny's plug in there. It's just like I, I, I remember my uncle would always tell me these stories about wrestlers, and he would throw on these names I didn't understand, and. Uh, like now I go back and watch. I'm like, none of the things he said happened. He built it up so well, and he got me so excited as a kid to watch this like bloody horrible match, and then it turned out to be a popcorn fart or something. And it was just, I just really appreciated that. So we're trying to build up these movies so people actually watch them. A few people have told us like, I I look at your guys's or uh, catalog, and I watch those movies. So yeah. it is very very pleasant to hear. I I have got Avenging Force on my rewatch list at some point because I know that was one of your massively popular uh, popular episodes. That one it's is a film so I've not seen for a long time. Such so, a good John P. Ryan, John P. Yep. Ryan, Steve James, uh, some duty in there somewhere, <laughs> but whatever, Steve James. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely it's your show's fault that I watched all the Death Wish movies in like 
you know two week period so it's it works i think the past 12 months have oh, a lot of people have not left their homes and so they've been yeah. running back to i need content i need content i don't want to watch the news anymore it's depressing and weird and yeah filled with stupid people i want to watch cool stuff so they yeah. all r- rushed off and watched death wish one two four and five and you know three's there somewhere well, you were the impetus for the Death Wish month. I want to give give mm. you some credit because I remember you you told me I, this is this is what irritates me about our guests. I'm like, hey, not you, Stuart, but I'll be like, <laughs> let me know what you're into, and because we want our guests to be excited about the movie, and they never do it, and so really? I'm like, so I think like. Or if they do, it's something we already did. <laughs> so I'll be like, this might work for this person. But yeah, I remember you had told me you wanted to do Death Wish for. So I always catalog that in my brain. Like, he's, he's, we're going to do that with him. And then I watched Death Wish 5, which I didn't even know existed. <laughs> and it was all involved with the fashion industry. And we know we have our, our friend Taffy, who's like all into fashion. I'm like, that could work for her. And I'm like, I got, to, you know, because we're, you know, we just, we break the rules of podcasts all the time. So I'm like, we can have a guest for every friggin' Death Wish movie this month. <laughs> I, I hate that, that that's a rule, but hey, so yeah. I'll put it in stone. Yeah. So, you well, know, what, ten- what's, no what's, one this, death- what's this rules thing? There are rules? Oh, <laughs> what, yeah, are these, rule. what are these podcasting rules? Maybe it's maybe it's just on your side of the pond, but over here, there's a Ten Commandments of podcasting on a slab in the middle of Montana. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> okay. if you don't follow them, whew. Well, we rewrite... We re- Rewrite the rules, and then we break the rules that we rewrite. I mean, that's how loose we are. I mean, if you listen to Death Wish 5 again, the FCC came after us because we broke one of the podcasting rules. We did a month, and that's why we had to, uh, you know, pay homage to FCC and do, uh, well, Revelation Road. That was to get back on the good side. Right. We uh, pretended to be Christians for two hours. Yes. Now we're going back to the bad boy side. Got Riverbend coming up. That's that's one the white people won't like. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the podcasting rules I've heard, and a lot of a lot of shows do seem to follow this rule. Silly people! It's they never mention other people's podcasts on their own podcast. It's really strange. I don't give a crap. It's like there's loads of podcasts I listen to, and I'll mention their names, but some really, really will not mention other people's shows' names. I don't quite understand the logic for that uh if i'm getting paid like a hundred dollars for every download then there are no other podcasts in the world there it's only mine but <laughs> i don't get i don't get paid for this i do it because i love it yeah so I, I will mention the golden globus theater podcast or, or you know a whole bunch of other shows why yeah, we've heard it's, it and thank you exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've but, given uh, shout outs yeah. to friends too it's like why not yeah you know? i mean yeah some don't know some really just never mention other shows it's like get a grip guys or girls or whatever you know frying pans or whatever who knows i don't know you, you could be whatever you want nowadays i'm going to be a steven seagal's ponytail i think from now on Nang chan <laughs> the Nang chan <laughs> yeah so where did where did the idea for the podcast come from we know what the first episode is so to cast your mind back to what like 2018 or you maybe it was even before that. But what what made you guys decide we are going to do a podcast? Probably twenty sixteen around there. Was it? I don't know. Like I don't really don't know why. To, I, probably because we're the only guys in our group of friends that like hanging out with each other and doing something. <laughs> so we were like, I think it was like we were. T- 
Let's talk about well, – let's give the origin story of you and me. Okay. Our friend Mike Mullins, who's been on a few episodes. He hasn't been on in years, but he was on a few of our earlier episodes. He used to work at a comic book shop that we went to. So Griff was a friend of, of Mike's. I was a friend of Mike's through the shop, but we never knew each other. Right. So what did, you knew – you knew his girlfriend or something like that? Is that it? I mean, I had known Mike for years, but I knew his girlfriend as well. So, like, we would hang out at the shop, and then, like, me and Griff, I think we just struck up something about action movies or something. Nintendo started us on the path. Okay, Nintendo. It was yeah. Nintendo games, yeah. That I said I could beat any Nintendo game. Yeah, you claim to have beaten every Nintendo game from my childhood that I had never finished. Yeah. I and beat Mike Tyson. I did that. It slowly <laughs> turned. Oh, go ahead. Do you, do you notice how Griff went, you claimed? There's a little bit of a, you didn't do yeah. it there, I think, insinuated that. You claimed to have done this. Oh, yeah. No, he had no evidence of it. You know, I wasn't oh. just going to believe this, <laughs> you know, this new stranger in my life beat all these games. Because going on my recollection, they're the hardest video games in the world. They weren't meant to be beaten. Like, you'd have to take the card apart and recircuit it to beat it. That's what I thought. So when, and it's, you know, nev- it's never wise to believe everything a stranger tells you either. So that is, yeah, you were, you were following I, life's rules. I do my own and research. Nobody believes anything I say anyway, apparently. <laughs> I have an untrustworthy face. So, um, But yeah, it's uh, Nintendo games. He started beating them and sending me uh, photos of it on his phone and everything just to prove it. He would yeah. put the newspaper in there. <laughs> yeah. He would you know, put a dog in the picture just as evidence. And it checked. Yeah, I did it. And so I said, I don't know how we got to, I don't, I honestly don't know how we got, you don't remember how we got the podcast? Well, it's, then we started slowly getting into the weird action movies and everything. Uh, I was trying to get with the lady and I was asking you guys about like some fun movies and you and Mike suggested, uh, Rudy Ray. And so you got me. I suggested it. It was you. Okay. I, I I take credit for getting (laughs) that girlfriend. (laughs) So I, I started getting into Dolomite and Rudy Ray, and then it was like, well, give me more movies. And then this at the time, I had cable and you had cable, and that there was that action channel. Yes. And that's where we, like, it was uh, Legion of Steel, I yeah. believe. And we just couldn't stop talking <laughs> about that movie. And so for, ye- like, the next few years, we were just we, going on about these awful action we, I movies. think this is what solidified it. Okay, me and Griff coincidentally have the same birthday. And so we were hanging out for our birthday. You came up to where I live, mm-hmm. and I got you a present. It was Samurai Cop, which we'd never seen before. Yeah, I was like, I, yeah. the, the cover looked like Maniac Cop. It was a cop with a samurai sword holding a severed head. And I'm like, this looks interesting. It was a used copy I bought you. So I was like, I have to watch this. I don't care if it's a present for him. I have to watch this. So I watched it. Well, you, I, you, you ought to check it to make sure it worked, because you would I, never want to give a gift that was faulty. Exactly, <laughs> and I was like, I handed it to Griff. I said, "Griff, this might be the greatest bad movie I've ever seen <laughs> in my life." And I think that was really the birth of it all. Yeah, it was slowly starting to churn after that. Uh, I know we were talking about it a good bit in 2016 because that's when uh, things ended, and uh, so I was just like, ah, I don't know. And then it was a year later, you know, after I finally started to uh, like you know, get over myself. It was like, let's, let's do this. And I think it was when I got back from Europe that we started to, yeah. Right. right. Yeah. 
rest is history. Rest is history. And you know, what was the other thing? Like you mentioned, how did we think we'd be going this long? We thought we'd be out of movies yeah. too. <laughs> like, we never <laughs> thought we were gonna top Samurai Cop. And then Avenging Force came in and it was like, Oh my gosh, this is so good. And then you find Getevin, and it's just like, oh, this is right up there with Samurai Cop and that echelon of just magic. Right. We don't claim to be experts on action movies. We're learning as much as everyone else listening to us is. You yeah. Know? We're like, we're constantly looking for new movies. We're asking for situ- a lot of the Twitter people have given. Like, yeah. We wouldn't have seen the greatest movie, Getevin, without a Twitter person sending us a copy because it's not available anywhere. I've, pay- I've been paying that yeah. forward. I'm going to get him to stay quiet on how, but I've been paying that forward. I've helped at least 15 people now get a copy of that Right, movie. because we get people on our YouTube channel bitching us out. Like, I thought this was the movie, you <laughs> fucktards. It's like, <laughs> who takes the time? What an entitled piece of shit you are. That you take the time to tell someone to fuck off. Like, if I... If I was looking for a movie and it was like it was it's a review, I just go hmm, and I just click off it, and that would yeah, be it. Yeah. I would go no. Yeah. I'm gonna write an angry letter to these people. How dare you not have the movie for free for me? Yeah, and it's not like the uh, notes don't say it's you know <laughs> it's us covering it. So I feel the same when I watch a film. It's like if if I watch a movie and it's the worst one I've seen for a long time or I really didn't like it, I don't go right. I need to now write an article about how I didn't enjoy this film. I just go, you know what? It's not for me. It's fine. Yeah. And then I move on and talk about something. So people accuse me of just liking every single film I watch. It's like well, I don't like every single film. <laughs> Speed Two, for example, <laughs> Silent Rage. But I just don't take the time to write about every film that I don't like because there's not enough hours in the day. Right. Right. Talking talking about movies I don't like is is more fun. Because yeah. you have to chat with your friends and stuff, but I agree. Yeah, I know. I find I find it a lot harder to just go out of my way to start talking bad about something. Like, there's things I know someone agrees with me about. Like, me and Murray watch a horrible wrestling program on a weekly basis, and we will, you know, crap on it together. But we're having fun doing it because we're kind of on the same page. But I mean, outside, I like the ballsiest I got was with uh, near w- near dark. Is that the vampire one yeah, I didn't like? The one you hate. And I went oh, out of my way to tell film. everybody I hated it, and <laughs> including you. I think on one episode we had you on, and I told you all about it. So I feel I feel kind of I'll, bad about I'll, that now. No, you should never feel bad about that. <laughs> should never, not at all. It's like you know, there's this. Uh, certainly, it was around the election time and stuff where people would be unfriending each other and blocking each other just because of a difference of opinion. And then you had obviously the masks and the anti-masks, so they would fall out with each other. And then, I don't know, Star Wars v. Star Trek, they were falling. Everybody just seems to fall out with each other if they don't agree with everything their friends say. It's like, oh, I have friends that who massively disagree with things that I agree with and vice versa. I don't fall out with them because I don't want everybody to be the same, do you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't you know? get that mentality where you got to... Like, uh, yeah, there's people I know, believe it or not, love Donald Trump, and they actually are decent yeah. people. And it's weird. I don't get why they I love him, but I'm not like, well, I'm never going to. I don't talk to them about politics. Yeah. But still, I yeah. can be friends with them. It's it's definitely frustrating, but I mean, it's not going to help if you isolate them. I mean, they're probably just going to go further down the rabbit hole into, you know, get into the QAnon and the stuff like that. And be on the Capitol, storming it, and just, it gets ugly. Which, by the way, I revealed on our, one of our great episodes two and a half years ago on Gore, I am Q. Yes. So, if you need the answers, come to me. Listen to our episodes. I And I put, 
I put so many clues in our episodes. If you really listen, the truth will come out. <laughs> people, people are going to listen to that clip and go, "This is not a movie." Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> There's so many people checking out our gore YouTube video, going, "Wait a minute, Red Brown's not in this because it's your, not gore." Right. <laughs> So your relationship with Canon, I mean, mine, what, I'm trying to think way back when, it was probably Death Wish 2 when that hit VHS, which probably would have been, what, like 82, 83 or, or I think, something yeah, like I that. Think I think that's ballpark. And then the first Canon movie I think I ever saw at the cinema probably would have been uh, Missing in Action 3. And that was before I'd seen the first two, so I don't quite know why I went to see the third one, but it's like, I don't know, maybe it just looked good, I guess. I was thinking I was into a whole Rambo thing back then, so I'm like, this kind of looks a little bit like Rambo. Um, so that was the first one I watched. But then it became, I'm going to go to the video store, oh, look, this is a canon movie, therefore I'm going to watch it. And then I started picking up on a lot of the Chuck Norris films and then the Bronson movies and Assassination I rented a bunch of times. Oh, I yeah. rented that like 10, 15, 10, 15 times over probably 12 months. I love that film. I need to go back and revisit that one. But, uh, <laughs> I don't so think that, we've that done that one. No, that's of, the one we have to If you've not done that one, put well, that one down. Anything with Char- I think Charles Bronson's amazing. I would love. I want there to be a big box set of all the modern Charles Bronson movies, and by modern, I mean not the westerns. Oh, so yeah. anything where he's running around with a gun, so you know, ten to midnight, Kinja Tail, those sort of stuff. Oh boy, Stop him in a box set. The forbidden subject. <laughs> so yes. forbidden, never released it. <laughs> that that's the secret episode. That was uh, supposed to be like we pitch our next episode each, each after each episode, you know, and. After um, Hero on the Chair, we said, Conjete is coming next week, and it never came. It never, never did. <laughs> we recorded it twice. We Yeah. Back oh. to back. And we're like, uh, how do you make child sex trafficking funny? We, we were having an it's issue. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy at all, is it? <laughs> yeah. No. And certainly, I mean, back then it was probably not easy to do. Nowadays, I think it might be a little bit more difficult. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> there's one way to find out gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean again we were not confident at all at that time we were still figuring things out so i think we've talked about it a few times i think we could definitely pull it off now yeah i think people we just did a movie about a school shooting so <laughs> yeah, people know us don't, trust us now I yeah think. don't don't just don't use the phrase pulling it off while you're talking about <laughs> sex trafficking, <laughs> oh. that, that's the sort of thing that may get the FCC back on your case again. <laughs> we have to do Road to Revelation too. After that, no. <laughs> no. I want to thank everybody for not getting. Because I told Griff before, if we get 80 downloads in the first week, we're gonna have to do it. We got like 75. It just came so close. I think like, it's gonna be. I went. I came. I fell on my knees and thank you, God. It's going to be a YouTube darling where you get thousands of comments and everything. You guys saved me an hour and a half of my life from watching this garbage movie. We, and, and, and then two hours of we, – we saved them an hour and a half by talking about it for two hours. <laughs> That's how amazing we are. But as far as canon goes, like – Oh, yeah, that kid, was the question. Yeah, when I was a kid oh, – yeah. Even I'd forgotten to ask the question. <laughs> when I was a kid, I never paid I – I had no idea what production companies were. I never paid attention to that. I just remember – uh, Revenge of the Ninja and Ninja 3 Domination were constantly on cable when I was a kid. So I saw those, those movies a million times. I saw a lot. Like all, Canon was constantly on TV. 
So I, I think it was much years later I say, I go, oh, okay, they're all the same. They're all made by the same company. So when we came up with the idea of title, Colin Globus Theater, it was like, that's just the vibe we were going for. Like, I, we never had any intention of just doing canon movies. Yeah. It's just, that's the feel that kind of fucking, it's, 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 what I love about canon is in those movies that air, there's such a sincerity to these movies that I think is lacking. Now. everything is so like wink at the camera that, like, that's we're, again, don't worry we're in on it too and like the, like golden globe is where it's like i mean i don't think they gave a shit about making great art but they wanted to make well they were fun. doing these movies in a week so. right they just, but they wanted to make money but they were still <laughs> man, wanted to make them fun you know i mean like it's revenge of the ninja it's the most ridiculous fucking movie ever but i god damn it i was smiling the whole time i was watching it because it's so ridiculous and and it's and everyone commits no shokazugi never winks at the camera no. he is full on into in the zone yeah i love that about it yeah the, i mean i i don't even know how many more canon action movies we have left and it, it was funny when when i started to notice it wasn't even until my mid 20s because I never put it together about the production companies either. I never realized all this was falling under the canon canon. So I was like, oh, shit, this is all one company. But they definitely inspired. It feels like all the action movies of that era were inspired by it because they're 90 minutes long. They have a ridiculous blue jean wearing hero who's going to do the cop's job for them. Probably hook up with the widow of one day and she's going to be completely over her dead, <laughs> dead husband. Yeah, I'm, it's like, I promise me out that we don't have, like, these Scooby-Doo, like, as we're not as prominent as, like, smaller production companies. But yeah, it's, everything, every, like, all B-movies are typically have been taken over by Hollywood. And they have to kind of, like, spend $200 million on them, make two and a half hours long. Yeah, this is a question I actually have for you. You actually watch movies. You're, you're, uh, you're... Microphone's slightly crapping out, slightly. Only for the past thirty seconds or so. Okay. There you go. It's better. better now. Okay. I don't know what you. So, I don't know what you were doing. But this yeah. is a question that I actually had for you because you actually watch modern movies and you know you you watch them with a very detailed eye. We know that about you. Is it us or are movies more like just I, I, analytics are in everything, sports and all that? Now, are movies becoming that way? Are they more about being done by like executives trying to be like we need yeah, to get this audience we need to get this audience i think uh, i think hollywood movies are mm -hmm. but if you sort of if you steer away from your you know your universal your warner brothers your disney pictures and stuff and go to the indie films that's when you see stories being done by people that want to tell a story okay um, because it's like, you know, looking at the canon films, some of the stuff I used to watch is some of the stuff that we, we will still watch, like your Death Wish 4s and your Death Wish 3s, to use as an example. Yeah. If they came out nowadays, the internet would tear them to pieces. <laughs> oh, look at this, it's not believable, and that's not believable. Well, which part of a 70-odd-year-old guy running around beating up 20-year-olds and poisoning cannolis is far-fetched? <laughs> Come on, give me a break. But they would. It's just like mm. the internet just seems to have forgotten what it's like to just sit down, put your feet up, and just enjoy looking at some daft film where Chuck Norris can take out a 50 or 60 hijackers with a motorbike. How did he even aim those rockets? That's one thing that always annoys me about the Delta Force. It just points the bike in a general direction, yeah. 
presses a button and it takes out a jeep about 300 yards and then 10 minutes later he's doing the same thing again to a house that's about 10 feet away from him it's like i don't get how you aim the rockets so but and now it is the people would pick up on that well that makes no sense but we didn't care about that no it's like yay chuck norris go get him brilliant nowadays they spend a half an hour explaining how the fucking missile hit somebody you know, like everything's <laughs> got to be spoon fed yeah. like cannon were like it just looks cool. That's all I care about. I'm not going to explain it. Yep. It looks cool. We're putting it in the movie. Yeah. Not to mention stuntmen. You know, you got the stuntmen in there. You know, you have them falling out onto a pillow or something. You have the dummy being thrown out of an explosion. And uh, I, I just feel like nowadays, instead of building up a crazy villain or, you know, a weird hero or whatever, it's just what special effects can we get in here and. I don't know. The focus, I, I say this all the time on our podcast. I am squeamish. I hate blood. I hate anything. I hate violence. I hate the action scenes <laughs> in all the movies we do, but I love them. <laughs> I hate action. I, I literally do. And it's like, but these action movies are so great because you get these guys, like you said, Show Kazuki just gets in there, doesn't wink. He just does it. You know, he shows off some martial arts. He has some crazy stuff happening. Kane Kazuki in there with the sweet leather jackets. It's just, it's just so fun. It's so good. It's so entertaining. It draws you into the world. Yep. And I think it helps that it's the world past. So you don't, like, I might not connect as m- many societal like winks they might be doing. I don't, I don't know if they ever do. I don't but. think there was any, anything political about Canon. It was I, just, Fun. Yeah, Explosion. I think I think the I think the closest one they got to being political was probably the first Delta Force. First half of Delta Force. Yeah, first yeah. half. Yeah, the first the first half where you've got um, a brown face. <laughs> it's really terrorist. It's like no, obviously Palestine. I can't remember, but because uh, they didn't explain it, and it's fine. It's just like entertain me. Put a film on and entertain me. Just yeah like i don't know i think uh it's really funny because after we you know we're doing riverbend this week and that movie's really interesting because uh it came out in 90 or yeah yeah 90 and it, it's fun i saw the green book in theater and i did not like that movie at all that was really why because i saw everybody when that film when green book came out everybody went mad I saw the internet was like, no, and they're all mad at this film, and I'm like, oh, what, what mess is this film? What's, you know, what thing is it broken? And then it was probably, I think it's like last year when I got round to watching it. And I loved that film, and I can't really work out why everybody hated it. I, I mean, obviously, watching it and not liking it is fine, but everybody seemed to be really mad at that film for some reason. I can't, I don't know why. Me and my sister saw it together, and we were cackling at things that were not supposed to be funny about it, like. The way they handle, like, actually, racists are pretty okay. And they're like the white guy teaching, uh, you know, the black guy how to eat fried chicken. And he's got a blanket over his lap. Uh. Like, just how they handled racism in that movie was really weird to me. It felt really weird. Whereas you go into a riverbed movie and you know who the piece of shit is because he is over the top <laughs> racist. And I, I, I just I like the way these older movies handled it because they don't pull punches. They're just like, this is how messed up this time was. And in some ways, it's still with us today. But Green Book, it was just like, guys, it's it's actually not so bad. All you got to do is share like one meal and that's it. Racism solved. 
Uh, like so that so that's the solution really for my thing on the podcast yeah, last time. There we go. Was just like just sit down, have lunch, and all will be sorted. Trade some poetry. Um, what was the other? I hated that. I forget the main actor of that movie. The white guy. It's uh, Viggo Mortensen. I hate that he was the lead actor in the story that was supposed to be at the uh, about the. Uh, I can't remember the black guy's <laughs> name either. It's been two years oh, since it came out or whatever. I can barely remember three months ago. So. But I, I, I hated that. Yeah, the 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 black dude who was the movie was supposed to be about him and his and like his travels, and he's uh, the uh, co-lead or whatever. Not even co-lead. He was I forget what they call the second actor. Co-star. I don't even think it was co-star. Yeah. Was it? No, I don't know. Yeah, she's Madonna. Whatever he won the award for, I, I just supporting it. Oh, su- supporting that's actor. it. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't really. They, they, they were both equal, though, weren't they? I, I thought Still, in screen time. I thought they. I thought they uh, gave him an award for supporting actor, and that that was what really made me laugh. The family, who uh, you know, supposedly gave him the right to do the story, was like, "No, this story's not right at all." <laughs> There's there. I had I had quite a few issues with them. I could I could. <laughs> it was. It was like, uh, remember the Titans, though? It's like one of those, you know, movies where you're just like, oh, okay. You made it fun. Racism's fun now. Okay. See, it makes me want to go back and rewatch Remember the Titans because I saw that in the early 2000s and I quite enjoyed that. So now I'm going to have to go back and go, maybe I shouldn't have enjoyed it. I yeah. don't know. That's the weird thing about films today. You could watch a film on your own and you could you could laugh your head off. Yeah. It's like I've been watching uh, the Kaminsky Method on Netflix, which is such a funny show with Michael Douglas, and it's very politically incorrect. Oh, I'm laughing yeah. my head off. But you know that you, even though you're laughing because it's really funny, you go, maybe I shouldn't be laughing, but I'm going to because it's really funny. <laughs> but uh, No, that's, a, that's another I, I, thing. It's like, how do comedies age? Because I saw someone making a whole argument that comedies do not age, and I think comedy age great. <laughs> it's just like a window yeah. into what was accepted at the time or what was edgy at the time. Yeah. Like Blazing Saddles is amazing. I watch it today. I saw it at the Redford Theater. Like they play that for an audience, and people are like, "You could never oh make gosh. a Blazing Saddles today." You couldn't. No, you couldn't. Like, yeah. No. What do you think? Uh, I asked somebody this question on Twitter because they were going on about everything's offensive and this that. So I wonder what we do now, other than our podcasts. <laughs> I wonder what what films and TV shows are out now that in twenty, thirty years' time, people will go. Oh my God! I can't believe they got away with that on TV. Because you know, people are looking at Friends and stuff and going, "Oh my God, that's terrible! That's so offensive." Faulty Towers is another one from from the UK and whatnot, where they're like, "Oh my God, it's terrible! It's so offensive." Blazing Saddles. I wonder what people will just go crazy about in in a couple of decades. There's got to be something, but I can't really. Obviously, I don't know what yet, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean. Again, I think it's more more of a window into just where we were at, what society thought was acceptable. I mean, it's not. I, I, but, I uh, at the end of the day, it's, they're just jokes, people. It's like like yeah. when wheels yeah. say like something. If, well, it's usually me say something <laughs> offensive. I'm not. I don't have any ill will in my heart. I'm just like sometimes it's just a cheap joke. I just have to go for it. You know, it's just it's a joke. Can we relax? Cheap joke. 
Cheap jokes are better, though, because you get more to the dollar, I think, or more <laughs> yes, to the pound if you're exactly. over here in the UK. So cheap jokes are always better. It's, you know, go back and listen to the Death Wish 2. <laughs> um, <laughs> sort of Larry Fishburne comments, all those sort of stuff. It's funny. People should people just get offended too much nowadays. Well, here's, a, here's another thing it, about yeah. our podcast. I forget it as soon as we do it. So if I can forget it yeah. and get over it, whoever's listening can forget <laughs> it and get over it. <laughs> because I literally, people, people bring up some shit. And I'm like, did I say that? I don't know if I can remember. I mean, it's extreme of conscience, people. It's not, you know. Yeah. I don't want, we don't. Well, like the, the, the show notes, as we talked about them earlier, they're not a script. It's just so we can, we if we get lost, you know, because we just do it all in one time. Hey, so right, it's a, it's a guide, you know, because I don't want I, I don't like I, this is the problem I have with modern everything, music, uh, movies, everything's so fucking polished. Now. Yeah. And, and like yeah, it's yeah, it digital, is, yeah. perfect. And I don't like that. You know, I grew up on fucking heavy metal and punk rock and canon movies. I like that kind of sloppiness to it, you know, and and I, I don't want our show to get too bogged down, like in a script. I want us to have a chance opportunities to improvise some of our best stuff came from just something griff or i say and then the other one riffs off on it and we just go with it you know we didn't have any plan like you i have no idea what you're talking about but i'll go with it and then we have a, we have a, a joke that goes like we're using for like months later five to two right exactly <laughs> something as minuscule as that you know just like you know just sticks yeah so the low fat milk will just carry on for decades that, on your show, that, won't it? That's just, that, was that sort Joe. of thing. I'm gonna give that Joe if you're listening. That was you, <laughs> we love right. Joe, so yeah. we just keep bringing it back up so we can have that connection with Joe. He was such a fun guest. Yeah, but I think with a lot of shows, they and there's some shows I listen to that I've stopped listening to because they are just so prepared. This is this section. This is that section. Now we're moving on to this section. I can't. I don't like that. I. I will just show up and talk. Yeah. Clearly, clearly, I don't prepare, and I prefer those shortest sort of shows where you just because you you know if you you go around to each other's houses, you don't know what each other's going to say. You have a conversation, right? And that's that's all these are. These are conversations that are recorded, and then you know everybody else can can uh, pleasure themselves while listening to them <laughs> in the future because they are that good. So that's why we don't have video. Will, we I want to keep that pleasure to a minimum. <laughs> Right, yeah. we are for the own sex gods, <laughs> and we don't want you know. Now, is it true you guys are going to put a video one out, but on your OnlyFans page? That is, I saw Variety reporting on that. <laughs> there may be one. Yes, we are possibly. We're going to do a Go. cosplay episode. Got to make money somehow. We're yeah. not making money off this shit. We'll so. do a cosplay striptease no. episode. Uh, Tim will will you break out the uh, what's his name from Missing in Action? Uh, Matt. Matt Hunter? Matt Hunter, and I don't know what I'll do. I don't know if I have the mullet wig still. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know how the sore spot for me, because I didn't win the, the you didn't win the contest. You didn't win the contest. I was so good. I was, I was perfect. I was, Griff, I mean, Griff, Stewart, I was a spitting image of Chuck <laughs> Norris from Invasion USA, and I didn't win the prize. And Did I, we ever find that picture? The picture? Yeah, I think I have it somewhere. Oh, on my phone, yeah. okay. You got to put that one up. That's classic uh, right oh, yeah. there. Yeah, I was man. You were uh, Jean Claude from Kickboxer, yeah, Baby Griff. When he was, he had a beard though. He, I he, did he have my beard. He kind of dropped the ball. I did. That. I was really proud of that beard. It was one of my first beards. I was like, I can't cut this beard. <laughs> it was like 2013. So, is that long ago? That was yeah. It was 2013. 
Yeah, but Griff had the outfit where, you know, everybody knows the scene in Kickboxer where he's drunk and he's dancing. Griff had that outfit. Yeah. I don't know how you did it. You went to Europe, I think, and bought it. I did. Yeah. yeah. It's my first trip over. I had no idea what I was doing. I said, I need pants up to my nipples. Can you get that? <laughs> and they had it. Around here, all you can get for pants that go up to your nipples is waiters for, you know, going into the water. So, <laughs> which, uh, which part of Europe did you go to? trashiest part <laughs> exactly that, that 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 does not narrow it down <laughs> oh. it was uh italy i think that, that was when uh in european oh, vacation yeah. where they go to italy and they get those like trashy outfits they thought they were super cool <laughs> but it's probably italy <laughs> europe is good i've done lots and lots of traveling around Europe. I, I, I once decided to do a little film project, which was just, well, I say film project, it's me with a camcorder, <laughs> where I just went to Manchester Airport with a bunch of money in my pocket and went, right, I want a one-way ticket. Oh. What have you got? And then I ended up in the south of France. I had no hotel reservations whatsoever, and I went with some strangers, and we travelled around a whole bunch of Europe, uh, and it was great. It lasted about 11 days, I think, and I spent over a £1,000. But I I videoed videoed it all, but it was just, I want to see if I could just go into the middle of nowhere and just see if I could survive and then find my way home. That's awesome. I, did, I ended up in Italy and Austria and Brussels, uh, Belgium and all sorts of stuff. So it yeah. was a fun trip. Not as fun to do that in the United States. Like, how was it? How was it with language barriers and all that? It, I was fine in France because they will speak. France isn't too much of a difficult place to roughly understand what they're they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Plus, a lot of them speak English. Same with Italy. Okay. But once I got to Austria, they're like, nope, we're going to speak Austrian. And all the, sign, the signs kind of, they don't look like they're in English. You go to France, you can see, you know, the Big Mac and all this sort of mm-hmm. stuff. You got kind of guess that's a Big Mac. Italy, lasagna, pizza. Yep, I know <laughs> that one. That's what I'll have for food. Uh, Austria, I have no idea what those letters mean. Have you just vomited up a Scrabble board? I have no <laughs> clue. So that that was quite difficult. And Belgium wasn't too bad. All the Schwarzenegger did movies didn't it? help you? They didn't. I, I tried to phone Arnie up. Um, nope, didn't reply. You know, he was too busy being governor at that time. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so what was that? Like two, early 2000s? That was 2008, 2008. I think. So it was, uh, yeah, quite a while back. I was enjoying my first and beer in 2008. This kind of reminds Now I don't even leave the house. <laughs> this kind of reminds me that Griff Stewart does have a very sexy voice. I just, I'm just finally getting it. <gasps> You're just finally getting it? Yeah. That's what it is. It's it, just, just keep both your hands on top of the desk no, for now. They're right under, they're under the desk. They're always under the desk when we record. I'm so jealous. You should be really <laughs> jealous. I tied Stewart, by the way. But it was I had to do a Christopher Lee impression to get... We had a... A, a listener of ours, our one cool female listener, who, because yeah. if you if you if you're new to us listening, and you you should by all means check out our Death Wish month. We did a thing where we decided that we were gonna whoever got the lowest total of downloads first week was gonna be gone, and we meant it. Was it Griff? Well, what happened was then the uh, our, our fan was like, no, you shouldn't do that. That's harsh. It should be by based on sexy voices. And number one, I hate hate them. It was Stuart. Hmm. I came in slightly by Griff. Him, by Griff. <laughs> but only doing a Christopher Lee impression. My normal voice sucks. And then right at the bottom <laughs> was Griff. <laughs> 
it was Griff doing his Chicago accent, which I think I agree with. It's which not. was, yeah, it was uh, labeled as the hot dog guy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, many people personally told me you, you can't do that. <laughs> and I agree with so that. So I think next month we're going to base it on sexy voices. Maybe. And, and okay. don't vote for Griff because without Griff, this shit doesn't happen. I'm not about to learn how to record shit. So, hey. Oh, man. I'd like to see you figure out the loops I had to go through to get this Skype call to work. <laughs> no, I would say, fuck <laughs> it. Not happening. <laughs> fuck. Well, then what we need to do is is the next episode that you get me on needs to be something like Basic Instinct. So I can be like, and then the legs parted. And you could see right between them. <laughs> and then just, you know, anybody that's a fan of my accent can, you know, knock yourself out. It's fine. There we go. I'm uh, happy, hey. to, happy to be pleasing to the ears. That'll go on the OnlyFans too. We'll need you we, to well, we do, do more yeah. ASMR We type. do. Yeah. We have Golden Globe Theater After Dark. We only did one episode so far. We yeah. might have to come on for that where we, we do the sexy episode. That's true. Adults only. <laughs> Adults. We are a, Which, uh, we are we're, a family we're, podcast. We're a family-friendly podcast. So, every once in a while we throw the sex in. I mean... What was your After Dark episode? What movie did you choose? It was a TV special called the Playboy Roller Boogie Disco Party, something like that. Yeah. It's actually aired on American TV. This is how, it's how crazy the world's gotten. This was a show that would never air. Now. Yeah. It was it on was, ABC, ABC. So one of our over-the-air, yeah, like, the everybody network. gets it channel. And it came out like 79. And it was just hanging out at the Playboy Mansion, watching babes do coke and hang out with the village people. There's some incredibly tasteless puppets <laughs> yeah. making horrible. And again, that was something racist that puppets. That's true. It, it is something that a would never be made today. But still, it's really it's really interesting to see what people thought was funny back then. I oh, yeah, of course. I don't know. Well, it's like George Jefferson saying "hunky this, hunky that," every other word. Yeah. I was like, we just watched it. It was whatever. I mean, we had that one show where it was about the guy being horribly racist, right? That was one of the 70s sitcoms. I can't remember what it was called. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I, it's before my time, so I can't think of it. Well, I mean, this is an issue, like, going back to you know, Grip Rup Wrestling earlier. Bad guys, get to get heat, which would mean to get people to hate you, you'd say really uncomfortable shit. Yeah. And sometimes it would be... I don't think anyone was like saying hardcore racial slurs, but you would you you tiptoe around. Skirted, yeah, yeah, because they were usually clean too. Right, like, so they swear. Yeah, exactly. But my whole issue is, as long as he's the bad guy, and at the end of the day, he gets his ass kicked. What's yeah. the big deal? Yeah. That's what know? it always built up to was to get the uh, the crowd into a fervor, and you know, just wishing to see the guy get his ass beat and. There was always the payoff for the crowd. Right. And you could never do that now, even if the payoff was the guy gets his ass kicked. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It's a, we live in weird times. For instance, Stuart, uh, since you're into watching a lot of different things, are you aware of Dark Side of the Ring? I am not aware of Dark Side of the Ring. No, it sounds like some sort of strange porn movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it is a documentary series, and they're like 45-minute episodes on like single wrestlers and like their story great just as a documentary alone i think you could easily enjoy every episode but then you get a little bit of knowledge of the wrestling stuff too but these stories are just really good so definitely something fun to look into if you uh need to fill out 45 minutes i think they're available i have tv 
we just saw our buddy Joe Coleman on the Death Wish episode. He actually made a brief appearance on the latest yeah. episode. We were happy to see him. Yeah, happy to see him. He was in a wrestling match with David Arquette. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Because when you think when you think of David Arquette, you think, oh, is he the wrestler? Yeah, you do. Yeah. No, you don't. Exactly. He, did. he had this brief <laughs> moment where he that if there's if you want to check the show out, check out the Nick Gage. No, don't start with that. That's the worst. Check, no, if you easily want, the worst one. <laughs> uh, check that out. It has David Arquette's in it. Yeah, this guy is insane. David Arquette did his own documentary about that. About that match? Yeah, it's like you can't kill me or something. Because uh, the guy oh, tried yes, to kill he did. Me. I remember. I yeah yeah yeah. 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 Because he wanted to. Do- I remember. I remember seeing a press release for that thing, and it's like, what? Yeah. what the hell is this arcade? He had to be like fifty or something when he did this. This was probably five years ago or something, within the last five years. But uh, yeah, he he wanted it because in two thousand they were he did that movie Ready to Rumble, I think it was called, and uh, it was some dumb wrestling movie he was in. One of the main uh, wrestling companies that was operating, WCW, World Championship Wrestling, had him on, and he won their heavyweight belt at a pay-per-view. And so everybody hated him. So now he felt like he had to prove that he's actually a real wrestler by having a death match <laughs> with this guy who is just, like, relentless. And so David starts getting kind of iffy on him during the match, and it ends with him getting, like... Uh, fluorescent tube light stab into his neck and oh man it's nuts they won't swear on the show but they were showing like levels of you know stabbing i was not comfortable with people pulling glass out of themselves Ugh. Yeah. Oh. but many of the other episodes are really good <laughs> <laughs> i shall check that out so you sort of mentioned uh, one of the things I'm going to sort of touch upon this before I do forget about it is one of the things I love is is when you're talking about a specific movie or you're doing an episode about them and I think it's normally you Griff you're like this is the first time I've ever seen this film like Superman 4 yeah how how do you what are some of your memorable films because Superman 4 is not great it is not a wonderful film it should have been but it needs a budget to have it's that, a great episode they, they, they stole it's a great episode so what are some of the memorable ones that uh, that spring to mind for like the really bad films because I, I always find it fascinating I watched Superman 4 when it came out and it wasn't as good as Superman 3, 2 or 1 obviously but I still quite like it and I like it now for nostalgia reasons if I watched it now, I think I would be a little bit horrified and think I want that 85 minutes back or whatever. <laughs> so what's it like watching some of these old classic films? can't believe I just called that a classic. But old classic films nowadays. Um, I find myself watching a lot more uh, movies from Days Yonder just because, I, again, like I said, uh, we were kind of talking about it earlier where I just feel like too many movies aren't, a director or maybe a screenwriter working together and trying to get their image on the screen. It's too much like of analytics. And you're right. I do need to like dive more into the indie world. It's just with this show already, I, I don't really look into too many movies and that's, that's my fault. But um, yeah, of the older movies, I'm trying to go through our, our catalog here and remember some of these that are just meh. Octagon was definitely one where I was just like, Oh, <laughs> you got, yeah. you got, Chuck Norris whispering to you constantly. That was just weird. Weird to find out. I think some of the... Before Chuck Norris had the beard, his films weren't as good. 
Yeah. It's generally the gauge I've got. It's like, which 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 Chuck is this? Oh, he's got the beard. Yeah. It'll be all right then. There's just like a lot of the movies we have done, there, there's something about them that keeps me going, that keeps me interested. So, so few, and they're almost always 90 minutes. So that helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Run, Hide, Fight, not a fun movie to watch. It, it's super controversial on the cover. And then it's just, it's just meh. It's 90 110 minutes of meh after you get over the fact that it's a school get over the fact oh <laughs> such a <laughs> ugly phrase for it but it, it's just like so meh they don't a lot of the 80s films yeah i remember the you know wandering into a video store and going oh my god this film looks amazing you get it home and you're like oh god damn it yeah. <laughs> again so the cover art was very deceptive yeah for many many years oh let's see like, um, I've gone through and watched, like, random westerns and stuff, and I don't get the western aesthetic. There's so, Like, I've watched some of the, like, the big Clint Eastwood ones, and they're all right, but what was the one? I watched one that was, like, Marlon Brando wrote and directed it. Oh, wow. Okay. And that was just very okay. I didn't get yeah. too into that. That's That was an old movie. <laughs> um... Yeah, I can't think of a lot of the ones. I'm trying to go through here and find something that really stands out. I, Mr. No Legs. Mr. No Legs <laughs> had that entertaining function for me, though. Like, there was something, oh. a spectacle that I wanted you to see. You hated the last Shokazuki movie we did. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah that one was very boring. Because um, that's that's the other thing. We we all, like, we rarely will do... We Okay, we have searched up some Branscombe Richmond movies because we want to find something he's more prevalent in. And a lot of those movies we watch really bad. And I've, I've forgotten the name of them because they're really bad. <laughs> Escape from L.A., that, yeah. that's a pretty, that's a bummer of a movie. Oh, I love that. I saw that at cinema. I spent about $50, $60 on that evening, <laughs> you know, with, with, with taxi cabs and popcorn. And I still like it, but it ain't no Escape from New York. It, it was really? so, I saw that in the movie too, and it was so disappointing. I, I, I think I even explained the episode. I tried to talk myself into it. No, it's good. It's good. And like, no, it's not. It, it was not good. Yeah. I think the, on, the only good thing about that film is it's good to see Snake Plissken again. Yeah. Yes. That's it. You do take that out, and uh, yeah, it's not the theme music. So that's quite good. But other than that, I don't need to see no really bad CGI surfing, mm-hmm. or or you know, it's, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> oh, there's another one: The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. I think I was bored by that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of the stuff I watch of uh, Near Dark obviously pissed me the fuck off. I hate <laughs> thank, that movie. Thank God we didn't cover that. <laughs> yep. No, we're gonna do it. We have to do it. I'm trying. We really want to get the guy. I've never seen it. So I think I'm gonna be in the middle. So maybe we should get somebody who loves it. Well, you, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to get. I want to get because our. I'll our, be the voice of reason. Our other comic friend, Sean, he was the one's heart I broke when I was like, "Yeah, I hated that movie." Because that was he was like, "That's my movie from my childhood <laughs> or my teen years. I love that movie." And I was like, "I hate it." I don't know how I'll feel about it today. That was eight years ago I, I did that. So, or no, that was like five or six years ago. But still, I watch movies differently now. So I don't, I don't know how I'll feel about it. Well, I mean, one of the things and this is, about our podcast nope. is okay. like, I, I'm 47. What are you, how old are you? 33, 34? 34. 34. So I grew up on these movies. So it, it, there's, that's one of the 
like uh, angles we have is Griff is just seeing some of these movies for the first time, so there's that kind of generational thing. Because I like having that's why I like having you on, Stuart. You get like the, the European kind of vibe, like, and then we have Taffy or fe- like the female perspective. I like having different perspectives on the movies that we do. So I mean, that's it, that's one of the things that I like about me and Griff doing it. Yeah, especially culturally, you're able to like notice. Oh, that was huge. What was that L Rock Z car or whatever? I Rock Z. I Rock Z. Yeah. And I'm just like, it was a Mustang. You're like, no, Griff. You're. You, I don't know cars. I hate cars. Like, oh. Yeah, so there's that aspect that I, I think adds something to the show. And what are sorry, it's a question for the the both of you guys. What are some of the films that and probably it's slanted a little bit more towards you, Griff, because you're first time watching a lot of these. <laughs> are there any films you've watched that have literally jumped into your top fifty all time films and you will watch them again and you know, you've become to really love them? Oh, yeah. Or are they all just like, no, I'm fine. I'll move on. There's, unless I run out of films, I don't plan on rewatching any of them. Oh yeah, uh, there, there's been several that uh, go on my catalog to go back, or you know, go back and watch again. Avenging Forces one, I'll watch. You know, I've probably watched a couple times. Samurai Cops one, I've watched a dozen times. Good Evans one, I've watched. Gets even for some reason they spell that as one word. That's why I keep saying Good Heaven. <laughs> Um, or Road to Revenge, or, or Champagne and Bullets. Champagne and Bullets. There's multiple titles that might get a Blu-ray box set. I pray to God we get a Blu-ray of that. I, I'm trying to get a hold of John DeHart to tell him <laughs> this is the best idea of your life. Um, if you know anybody who can help him get those DVDs out there, Stuart. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. We got to get that. Okay. Um, what other ones? Uh, multiple Shokazugi movies. Uh, a couple of the American Ninjas. I think two I really enjoy. Get that Steve James in there. <laughs> two is fucking great. Just be- I love Wild Bill. Yes, I was, I was trying to remember his name. Wild they're Bill. like Marines and they're wearing like Bermuda shorts and Hawaiian shirts. Uh, yeah. like the chill Marines. There's just like I love that the vibe and everything that these movies bring. It's just I, I don't I don't know what it is. There's something about them. There's they're incredibly entertaining. They they take themselves seriously. And they make up their own logic and stick with it. And I just I love that about it. With a big bucket of popcorn, you cannot go wrong, can you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like now I have one of the channels because like our over the air has like sub channels now, and one of them plays canon. They're not always canon movies, but they're you know movies that we cover. So you're going to hate this. I've, I've watched RoboCop 2 multiple times on there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it doesn't get any better. That is, I'll give you that. No. That's another one I didn't really like. But there's a few parts about it I did enjoy. If you said, I'm going to make you watch RoboCop 2, 3, and if there's a fourth one, or 2015 RoboCop, I'd say I'll watch 2, 3, and 4. Because there's there's like two or three different RoboCop TV series though, isn't there? I I, I know there's at least there's at least two of those because I remember those coming out. One of them is like a four or five part mini series because over here in the UK they released them all as different DVDs and we got all excited thinking of lots of RoboCop movies. But it was just these were like feature length episodes, so there's at least two TV shows of that thing. Yeah, I haven't tried any of them. Yeah, there was a show and there was You're a cartoon. Okay. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it's cartoon as well, huh? um, but there was there's live action ones. So I shall uh, I'll try and dig those out for you and, and let you have a look. <laughs> they were they were they were not great. <laughs> <you know. laughs> 
it would not amaze them at all. So guest-wise, you have a lot of guests on your shows, but sometimes it's just a pair of you. Have you ever, or would you ever, have people that were in the canon movies on your podcast? Now, I know it, it depends on the film, I think, because sometimes you you could run the risk of offending the person. <laughs> you know, for example, oh, Michael Dudikoff is on this episode, <laughs> or Steven Seagal. Oh, they're not going to be friends with me afterwards. I would uh, love so that. So what's, what's your thought? But the problem is, like, what bums me out is so many of them are gone now. Steve James, dead. Yeah. Billy Drago, dead. John P. Ryan, dead. If I could talk to these people. Oh, it'd be amazing. I don't think we we would have to, I mean, like, our format is usually like 10, 15 minutes of just like our own bullshit opening topics and everything. Then we'll do a trailer. Then we'll do the movie. I think we would have to do like an extended opener where we talk like interview with them for half an hour. I don't think we're going to. Are we professional enough to even do that? I think they'd be like, what the fuck am I wasting my time? No, maybe. I, yeah, it would be really interesting to try to interview. You know who I would like, like to talk to? Shane Kazugi. Oh, yeah. Because he's like the redheaded stepchild of yeah. the Kazuki family. <laughs> so I'd be like, what's it like living in your dad and your your brother's shadow? I'm sure he would love to come on with some <laughs> I, I would maybe not open with that question. Maybe save that one right to the <laughs> end. That's why we just can't in do case that. That's goes... where my mind goes. Yeah. I'm not trying to be mean, but I, I think I would be douchey like that. Okay? Because then, then, then it's be the opposite. We'd be kissing ass so much. Like I don't. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Yeah, that's that's what's so hard about it. It's John like, DeHart. If I, he's not a canon guy, but I could talk to John DeHart. Pick yeah. his brain. Yeah, like we couldn't we couldn't do like the normal movie coverage that we did. So it'd just be trying to figure out how to interview these people, maybe like bring up the scenes from the movie, outfits, like oh Well that's the thing. We don't want to turn into the Chris Farley show like remember when you did that? That was cool. Like, you know, we don't wanna do that. Oh yeah, yeah. Gotta you gotta be able to get into the ocean. I think we need to start interviewing interviewing people just to get that work that muscle because I think we'd be awful right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're open to it. Any people be- listening, we'll talk to you. <laughs> Leon. I'm going oh, yeah. to do some research and just see who I can put your way. That's, I'm going to put it on my to-do list. You never know. Because <laughs> it's like I've, do, I've done bits and pieces like that in my life. Now, I could go back and tell the 12-year-old me that, oh, by the way, you would be friends with like Ursa from Superman. It's like, get the fuck <laughs> No. No. Or uh, do you remember that time you spoke to Michael Bean? And I think that was the only time where I ever got, really got stuck. I was stood maybe three, four feet away from Michael Bean, and I thought, I have no idea what to say to him. I have no... Oh, it's my turn now, is it? Okay. So we just ended up chatting about The Abyss, and he's like, I don't like that film. I'm like, well, I do. <laughs> so we ended up just chatting about, about The Abyss and so stuff like that. You're saying we could have it's... him on and shit on The Abyss. I like that. Like... Yeah, he, he hates the ending. He, you know, he said... Uh... It's all right. I just didn't like the ending. Well, I love the ending. It was like E.T. And they went, eh. I'm like, no, it's, no, I watched that film like once a year. Not on Blu-ray, obviously, because it's not even out. What's all that about, Michael Bean? <laughs> but yeah, the, it, it can be fun speaking to guests sometimes. I once introduced somebody as he fists Muppets for a living. Uh, this was on a stage in front of like hundreds of people. And it was a puppeteer who'd worked with the Jim Henson company. And I couldn't remember his job title so I said I, I, he fists Muppets for, and he smiled <laughs> so you can literally and I think I think you guys will be able to get away with that because of the personalities you've got you can literally say anything you want and they won't take it as offensive <laughs> so you know there you go something to think about I think interviews can be fun certainly to look back upon and go oh, do you remember the time when 
You know, we we tore Steven Seagal to pieces for his his use of stunt doubles when he's just eating a pie. Yes. Although, to be fair, I think when he eats a pie, I think he does that himself, actually. Yeah. But anything else, when it involves any sort of movement whatsoever, I think the stunt doubles have to come in. But ask him about it. There we go. I'm sure he would be. <laughs> I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure Steven Seagal will talk to us. <laughs> He'd be a straight guys. shooter. He'd be like, oh, yeah, that was the stunt double. He did the uh, <laughs> double axle for me. Like, oh, that wasn't you ice skating? Yeah. <laughs> you to have to change your page. <laughs> Well, you'll be excited. He's a strange one. You'll be excited, go. Stuart, because in a couple of weeks we're going to do a Michael Bean movie. So, prepare yourself. Nice. I'm I, not going to let. I'm not going to. Nice, go ahead. No, don't tell me which one it is. Don't no, me. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. He was. He was a nice guy. Very sort of quiet and well spoken and stuff. But but a nice guy. So it's. Uh, did you ever watch the? I did the Comic Con film. When I just went around various Comic Cons, and that's on my YouTube channel, and that is fascinating. The amount of my first ever movie that I released it has a Stan Lee cameo in it, which is that is not a bad benchmark. Yeah. But the amount of stupidly famous people in that is just crazy. I was, I would literally walk up to people from Red Dwarf with a camera on them, and they would speak, and well, oh, there's a camera filming me, and I got away with it. It's very strange. Yeah, what year was that? That was 2016. Wow, okay, so that's recent. I guess people uh, are more used to cameras in their face. Well, I, I was doing a, a, a panel hosting thing mm-hmm. at a Comic-Con in Wales, which was 2015, and I've decided I'm going to make a film because I've never... How, why are you putting me on stage talking to everyone? What the hell's all this about? This makes no sense whatsoever, but yes, I'm going to do it. So I thought I'm going to make a film about this. And then I ended up with no ending because my cameraman went off for lunch and didn't film half the stuff yeah. that I was on stage doing. So I'm like, I have no ending for this film. This is awful. How can I end it? So I went around some different Comic-Cons, dug out a lot of different footage that I had, and then went off to San Diego Comic-Con to film a finale for oh, this geez. thing that I was literally just winging it from the ground up. And that's how I ended up just you know, going into Hall H and watching Alec Baldwin and Justin Timberlake and Oliver Stone and all that. It's just weird. All the names you associate with comics. (laughs) I think comics, I think Oliver Stone. I was just going to ask, like, are you familiar with all the comics or are you just in there for, like, what Comic-Con's become now? But now Oliver Stone follows me on Twitter and Instagram and what's all all that about? It's like, what the fuck? It's insane. So, it makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. I woke up one morning. It's like so. Oliver Stone is now following you. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he still does. It, I. So it's cool to be a movie geek. Yeah. As you guys know, well, it's like just shoot for the stars, and sometimes you'll hit one. Yeah. This recently, on our going back, we keep going back to the Death Wish month. Michael McKeon, David St. Hobbins from Spinal Tap, commented on one of my tweets. I'm like. What? Like, I don't even follow him. So I'm like, how the hell did this even come on his radar? But yeah, he agreed. Death Wish sucks. That's a comedy. That's <laughs> from what, 77 or something? No, it's like 83, 84. 83. Still perfect today. Yeah. That yeah. movie's so good. Oh, I just watched it like two weeks ago. But that is the way things work, guys. You just, you know, you put tweets out and podcasts and. And you wake up one morning and some famous person's commented on it. So it's just <laughs> what what did what did you feel when you saw that tweet? Were you just like what, or were you like wow, that's really kind of cool? I'm sure Murray was like ah, I was expecting this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, he so took jaded, his time. I was, like, oh, I was like that's cool. I didn't, I didn't lose my shit. I yeah. don't. I don't. 
I'm no. it's not my, my personality. I'm kind yeah. of internally jaded. But uh which is yeah. why anytime <laughs> I get Murray to laugh on our show, I laugh myself because he's he often will ice me when I try to do yes. something. And it's just it's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I couldn't give a shit about Tom Cruise or any celebrities, but like Matt Hannon, the samurai. He he, he follows me too, by <laughs> the way. Is he like trying to do Scientology? No, I wish because those guys make quite a bit of money. I think doing whatever secret recipe they do. So you, you know, Tom, I'm in. Don't worry about first. it. Oh, so I'm, I'm struggling on that. Yeah, part. you got to you have to pay for each like level. level. Yeah. Uh, so stay uh, away from that. Oh, maybe not. Then. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> but no, like I was like Al Young, fucking. I'd be like, holy shit! And I, and then if like Tom Cruise, I don't. That's I. I'd be cool, but I wouldn't be losing my shit over. Yeah, it. yeah. I think our barometer for what we would be excited for is very different because <laughs> we want people who are in our stratosphere. So we want the Al Young people that are and, in our hearts. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like. Just- I would I wouldn't be thrilled at all if you know uh, who's a Tom Hardy if he jumps in there I'm gonna be fucking stoked but uh, I'd be like Tom your dick is wonderful in Bronson great job <laughs> you did it. go to Instagram for that uh, <laughs> I'm in charge of our Twitter so yeah uh, but yeah perfect yeah. place too picture of his dick right now. Instagram I can't Definitely. put that up there yeah. take that down I'm saying he would send you a picture of his dick you can. Is it, would that yeah, be the ultimate private. to get a dick pic from Tom Hardy? <laughs> you know what? It would be. It would be. Do you know what? what once once he gets, sends you the fourth or the fifth one, it kind of gets a bit boring. So just saying. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Somebody like apparently that. has got some dick pics. And I like rubbing the subtle. It yeah. You see, this is why Stewart's such a great guest. The subtle. He slips <laughs> it in there just like Tom Hardy. So does, so, so does Tom Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any like big, well Schwarzenegger would be big for me because he was my dude as a kid. Yeah, that'd be but, cool. But uh, I can't like John Claude's my guy as a kid. And are there he, any big stars anymore? I mean, it seems like everything's just a franchise. I now. just I'm not into yes. yeah like the a lot of people on Twitter. It's just it just doesn't seem like a good place for a lot of people. There's so much discourse, and we're not going I, down that dangerous slippery <laughs> road. It just I, doesn't seem like a good. If you know what, place. if you stay away, and we I, we've learned this from our oh, past yeah. couple episodes, stay away from politics and religion. It's totally fine. yeah. No, I mean I've met some. I met Stuart through this. Right. I've met a lot of great. I've had yes. nothing but positive, but because I, I stay away from like right. the controversial. It, it can shit. be such a positive place, but people decide that they need to make it, you know, the most negative place possible, and I think it's silly. I think if you stick to the people that you follow and who follow you, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you may you may lose a follower now and again, but there's no major issue. But if you start clicking on the hashtags or looking at what's trending, mm-hmm. then that's when you'll you'll see the sort of grim side. Yeah. Yeah. Of uh, of of things. And that is. So I, I tend to just stay away from it. It's not worth it. Just stick to talking about movies and podcasts. Exactly. And, and video games and fun things and Tom Hardy's penis and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And people will people will stand to attention just like Tom Hardy. Yeah. Like Murray brought up, it's hard. It's hard to argue with it because thanks to Twitter, we found you. We found probably all of our audience. Oh, yeah. So you know, yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. It it it's, we found a lot of. Good, I mean, it's just cool. Like. We've met people all literally all around the world yeah. through this thing, and that's cool. You know, that it's yeah. cool that someone on the other side of the planet likes our. Because isn't your buddy Chris? Isn't he uh, Australian or something? No, no, no. Chris is uh, down in Texas. Oh, okay. I thought I thought we did have an Australian. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just fucking cool that 
we're just here outside outside of Detroit, right literally hundred yards from the the eight mile road that we all know from oh, that movie. Yeah. You can see where Eminem walked <laughs> to Rite Aid. I love that movie. That's a cool movie. It's a movie I shouldn't have liked, <laughs> but because uh, I because I don't like Eminem, I'm not a fan of rap music. But Curtis Hansen, who directed it, I'm like, you know what, he's, he's done some films, so I'll check it out. I love that movie. Yeah. It's great. But it's a movie I should not enjoy, but I do think it's fantastic. Who was, uh, who was the director you were talking about on your recent episode? Was it Neil something? Oh, Neil Johnson. Neil Johnson. Yes. Neil I thought Johnson. you could see yeah. Neil Brain. I was yes. excited. Uh, yeah, Murray, I can see you. <laughs> Neil? Because <laughs> you, were, you were saying that his movies are pretty interesting, so I might I might check that out. They are. He does a lot of sci-fi stuff. Yeah, uh, that's his wheelhouse. He's he's grown up on sci-fi movies. Sometimes he's in them. Sometimes he's just too busy doing other stuff. But he's the one that supplied me the the camera equipment for my own stuff, which is still in some sort of state of flux at the minute due to pandemics. Yeah. But, um. So yeah, I've I've sort of hung out with Neil. He um he was with me the like three weeks before the pandemic hit because he sent me a message one day went hey how'd you fancy touring with a rock band for three days and helping me film their concert so i'm like hell yeah so i got to hang out with a group called rhapsody of fire and uh neil and i shot a music video which is just that's mind-blowing for me i'm like how on earth do i end up touring with this guy and this group and i helped film a rock video that's crazy but yeah that's so cool but yeah, definitely check out some Neil Johnson films yeah. if you like your sci-fi stuff. Yeah, There's yeah. not too much gore in it, so you'll be okay, Griff. You have a pillow in case you need to hide behind it. But Wait, what, what's that? There's but, uh, gore in it? I think you'll be okay. No, no, there's not gore in it. Oh, no. why am I hiding behind a pillow? That's, just in case. You never know. Some of these robots can be a little bit scary. There's robots in them. Oh, man. So they may, they may look a little bit intimidating. That reminds me of a movie that I watched that I didn't really care for that we'll probably cover. Runaway. Yeah, that's I, yeah with the, the the bullets that just chase you around cars. Yeah, <laughs> was there? I just remember like robot spiders. Yeah, they were. Yeah, and then yes, uh, yeah, don't like, what's don't his like name Gene from Simmons Gene Simmons Selleck. is terrible. <laughs> I remember. I remember him being terrible. Was he? Was he terrible? Yeah, he was terrible. Okay, <laughs> he was. Yeah, he yeah, like yeah, kind of yeah, like he was terrible. Put Kiss on a hiatus because he was going to become an actor. So he did Runaway and he did Wanted Dead or Alive with Rucker Hauer. We're, we're going to do that one coming up. Oh yeah, Rucker Rucker Month. Should do it. Should I was going to say do a Rucker Month, yeah. but Wedlock and uh, Salute of the Jogger and Split Second. Uh oh, amazing. Stewart, Stewart. We did what? Salute of the Jogger. <laughs> When did you do that? Brick. We did it two years ago. Yeah, two we did it when he died. Oh, there you died. We did it in honor. Yeah. Oh, Joan Chen in yes. that. She's We've so good. We've done like ten. I didn't know Joan Chen was in so. I many know movies. that was the weird part. Is we did that so one, long. and next yeah. thing you know, Joan Chen's in everything. And <laughs> I just saw her turn into a doorknob or a drawer knob. I rewatched Twin Peaks, the first two seasons. Yeah. And she turns into a doorknob because why not? That's a great show. It's Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorites. What did you think of the the new series? Loved it. Yeah, <laughs> same. I I can't stop listening to the music. Yeah, from that I have the soundtrack for that and the music. I that was one of the highlights of the TV show. It's like let's see what band is on at the end playing their entire track. Yeah, it's just weird, but I lo- absolutely loved it. It is really cool. I love how they get them in there into the um, what's it what's it called the bang bang? I forget what the the roadhouse or something. Whatever uh, bar they go to. But yeah, I love yeah. how they're all in there doing their sets and everything. So cool, really amazing. 
big fan of Lynch and his lingering shots and everything. I uh, it's just weird. Yeah, but, you know. Oh yeah, but good. I uh, I don't know if you've had to suffer through this story, but a few years back, I drove down to Detroit, which is a nice little half an hour jog, and then um, in a vehicle. I first realized I said jog. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm down there, and uh, they were doing a double feature. They were doing a documentary about David Lynch, and then they were doing Mulholland Drive. And this is right when I'm getting into Lynch. I've only seen the two seasons of Twin Peaks. And I watched the documentary, and I'm like, oh, that was really good. But they were serving uh, alcohol. And so I had uh, a couple of wines while I was watching. And then I realized oh. I am too drunk to drive right now. So I'll stay for Mulholland Drive. And I got more drinks. And that is not a movie <laughs> to watch when you are in any kind of mental state. Probably just if you're watching it sober for the first time, you're going to have trouble. Yeah. I ended up falling asleep. And then I came to, you know, like 10 minutes after the credits had finished up. And I was leaving and I threw up. And I had to, I had to sleep in my truck <laughs> downtown Detroit for a good two hours before I... Where was this at? The I, okay. Detroit, Detroit Institute of Arts. Yeah, great story. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Don't don't watch <laughs> David Lynch films whilst drunk. Yeah. Very hungry. very very strange guy. It, and I enjoyed it. Watch uh, my favorite David Lynch film is actually The Straight Story. If you've not seen that one, and it is a see based on a true story about a guy who um, drives his lawnmower across country, <laughs> and that's it. And it's amazing. It's absolutely fantastic. It's not a weird David Lynch one. It's more of a a proper movie. Uh-huh. It's actually a Disney film, uh, but it's that's I would highly recommend that one. I I have a weird uh, thing where it's just like I feel I, I feel like I can't watch his movies. Back to back to back to back because so there's a bunch I yeah. haven't seen because it's like he's probably not gonna be able to make them anymore, you know. So it's like I'm kind of saving it so I have that first experience <laughs> spread out. Like I watched Wild at Heart for the first time, you know, last summer or something. I saw that at the yeah. DIA. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an odd film, isn't it? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I it's good. I just like you seen Blue Velvet. Yes. Multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. I, again, he always has. Like, I, I like how women in distress in his move in his movies aren't like, I'm gonna just cry in comfy clothes or something. They're like, I got to put on this lingerie to be sad. Ultimately, just like super depressed. It's 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 just weird how he always does that. But I think it's great where you've got filmmakers in the world that aren't the same as everybody else. Yeah. And David Lynch is most definitely an oddball, isn't he? Yeah. And uh, the, the the film world's better off for that, I think. Like, I really like. I'm excited to check out Neil Johnson because it's just uh, I like getting a, a like director or writer or somebody to attach to that does movies that like. Who is it? Uh, I can never remember his name, but the guy from Radiohead does the music for him, and then he did like uh, There Will Be Blood. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, Paul Paul, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Yes, yeah, so like I went through yeah. and watched all of his movies, and you know some of those are really good, and some of those are just okay. But hey, I like I like doing something like that, following just like the director. Same. Yeah, we are. Um, I think just over a year ago, we bought a projector. 
you know, like one of these, you plug your Blu-ray and, and put all that sort of stuff in. So we, that's how we watch our films now at night. We have a 150-inch wall or 120-inch wall downstairs that we just watch movies on. And we're working our way through all the Jason Blum-produced movies. So you'd hate them because they're all horror movies. <laughs> but watching all of those on the big projection and working our way through all of his films is oh, so much fun. So I need some more filmmakers where I could just go back and go, right, I'm going to work my way through. And I might do canon. I might, I mean, I've seen a lot of those, but I know there's a lot of episodes that you guys do where I'm like, I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Didn't even, don't even know what it's about. And I'm going to build a list up at some point and go, right, now I'm going to watch them all. Because w- it's, it's a blast. I would say, like, out of our catalog, I mean, a lot of those movies we probably would recommend for at least one one viewing even if they're not canon yeah and um yeah if you can't find them i usually have a copy i can send your way as well if you can run a file but um yeah yeah, we got a lot of of good stuff in the big catalog now because your shows i mean they go out i download them through my ipod so they come down automatically but you have them on soundcloud Mm -hmm. uh youtube where where is the best place to go for people to get the definitive collection of the Golden Globus podcasts? I mean, which one of those has more? Every everything is hosted, you know, out of SoundCloud, which you can get anywhere. Unfortunately, getting it, you have to do Golan Dash Globus Space Theater. I I set I set it up like a goof. And then uh, I haven't been able to update it. So I don't know if I can't forget. It's been a while since I visited that. Or if I was just like, well, it's already out there now. So I'll just leave it. But with the YouTube, it helps with the traffic because it's spelled out in front of people. Um, YouTube doesn't have the whole collection. So searching for, for the catalog on a podcasting app would be the way to go. It's spot. It's on Spotify as well. There was somebody who's like, "Is this on?" Murray would have hated this man. Is this on pot or a Spotify? And I was like, "No, it isn't." And then I went through and put it on there and got back to him and said, "It is now." Yep. But yeah, anywhere, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast, you can get it. Yeah, brilliant. I always get excited when I see a new episode drop. It's like, ooh, see what <laughs> yeah, you always oh, check our Twitter. Like what the latest yeah. is. I'm all, I always let everybody know what's coming each week. Our Twitter is at G and G Theater, and uh, I try you know I try to be as funny as I can be. Then I see these shitty ass tweets people put up and get a thousand likes, and I'm just like, yeah. what are we doing with our lives, Griff? Let's just call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> so don't ever call it a day. No, I miss you guys. The <laughs> that's world what, is, that's my world. My world. You know, my world is better for having you guys in it. It's, uh, I, I enjoy being on your show because I could just show up, talk, say whatever I want, and then leave. And then go right, go edit that, and let me know when it's out there, and I retweet it, which takes me two seconds. Um, but also, I enjoy listening to your shows as well because it's your show has personality. Hmm. And as I'd mentioned before, a lot of shows don't. It's like we're not trying to be the news or combat this is a CNN or something like that. We're just big old film fans who who need an outlet for the stuff that's in our brain. <laughs> right. I mean, we what, definitely get that covered. That's what it's all about. I mean, like, like yeah. you were, well, first of all, we'll always love you, Stuart. You were the first guy to recognize our genius, first of all. <laughs> like, and, because we were like, at the time, we were like, 
our friends like us, and that's about it. So, like, to hear somebody like outside of our world like appreciates it, that really means a lot to us. Yeah, it definitely kept us going because you know you're in an ocean of other podcasts out there. Right, there's so many. Options, We're not the yeah. first person to do mm, these movies. No. There's nine different people doing these movies movies concurrently. Yeah, we do it the best, but yeah, there's plenty of people. Oh yeah, doing no. it. We're the tippy tops. And so, like, yeah, so like when you reach out to us, I'm like, hey. Why don't you come on our show? Like, it's like, why not? Like, yeah. I don't know why like, people, people get so weird. Like, it's funny how social media people don't want to be social. Like they get kind of squeamish. <laughs> like, like, yeah, they like you, but they don't want to talk to you at all. Cause we're like, Hey, yeah, we'll fucking talk. He yeah. might invite a friendship my way. And <laughs> oh, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I'll just be like, Hey Griff, we're going to have so-and-so on next week. He's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like we don't know anything about, I mean, we've been lucky that, all our guests have been great, and we yeah. love all of them. But you know, we haven't had a dud yet. So yeah, some sometimes it's hard work though with a guest because I I can't remember a specific one, but I've had guests on my show where you go, so what do you do? Uh, not much. Oh gee. Okay. Um. So what what sort of movies do you love? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, this is going to be the longest hour and a half, <laughs> or two hours, and I, I've only had a few short. You know, a very small list of those sort of guests because usually I vet them by looking at the Twitter account and working out if they can have a conversation. But, right, right. Uh, yeah, so th- that will probably happen to you guys at some point. We're like, oh no. I, I have to imagine. At least with what we do, since we're not interviewing, you don't have to pry the information out of them. You know, if they're not willingly giving it to you, it's like we just go through the movie with them. So. Typically, it's like, here's what you're going to come on here and talk about. So they know that much. But yeah, that that's terrifying. I can't stand that. Wow. I did an interview for a job where I had to feed him the questions because it oh, was no. it was he was just like rolling, rolling over his ums for five minutes at a time. And so it was it was interesting. Yeah, and if you're a guest, you have the freedom to do whatever you want on our show. There's, you can swear or say whatever the hell you want. I mean, I, ah, I would say there's some limits. But well, no, if you go on yeah. like some racist tirade, yeah. we're, we're going to shut you down. You're, I'm but... going to be very upset that I have to go in and edit. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to tamp that down. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it's just um, do whatever you want. That's our attitude. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we do. Like, obviously, uh, as we talked about earlier, we love to embellish. We love to make up, make the scenes our own way, kind of. And anyone who comes on and does it, like, we just try to go along with it and have a good time. Because that's your show isn't a a DVD commentary, is it? And people should realize that it's it's you're going through the film and talking about the scenes that you like, and yeah, it's not a not an analysis. To you know, it, like some DVD, I love DVD commentaries, but you you know your show is not that. Yeah, and I yeah. love that about it. I mean, like, like Griff will tell you, like he just earlier, we're the worst at explaining action. That's like our weakest. Oh point. yeah, we're like yeah they fight, but anyway, there was this painting in the background. It's freaking me out. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Yeah, you know, if you want, if you watch these movies with that like attention to weird things, like that's what we love to get into. We love, we love uh, just how they build up sets you'll hear us often talk about how there's three sets in a movie and it's frustrating abandoned factories <laughs> of uh seaside or the docks, docks, always, the docks. always the docks like abandoned we, sparks factory we love talking about the logic of how to get off of drugs <laughs> and everything which is orange juice <laughs> and, and candy uh bars. candy bars yeah. so we yeah. we love all the logic of these movies it's just so fascinating so when are you guys recording next? 
I'm not going to ask what you're recording, but when is your next hour, day? Probably. Oh, yeah, I've already dropped it. Like, really? You're doing it today? Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. In an hour, we're doing uh, Riverbend. Steve James and... Directed by Sam Furstenberg. Furstenberg. It's not a canon movie, but nice. it should be. It, yeah. It's one of the few movies Steve James stars in. He only starred in two movies, and we already did Street Hunter. Yeah. So this is the final. This is a bittersweet one. And, uh, I mean, this is the movie for you if you want to learn how to uh, get the, cut the sleeves off of a shirt. <laughs> Yeah. And how to oh, tie a headband. Because this is a period piece. It takes place in 66. Even oh. Steve James looks super 80s in it. He looks super 80s. And they go to the trouble of explaining why Steve James cuts his sleeves off his shirts. Because he's yes. got to show the guns and why he wears a little headband. Yeah. Part of the montage. It's great. a great montage. But the part that I was... Like we were talking about earlier, it's like you look at things and you're like, oh, you can't do that nowadays. I mean, this whole movie couldn't be done nowadays, but... I felt like their accents with how they were trying to do like old, you know, uh, black accents or something. It's just so, something about how some of the people talked. And I was like, oh, that's that's weird. That didn't seem natural. Yeah, well, yeah, it wasn't. I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to listen to that episode when it drops and I will know how to tie a headband. So I'm quite, <laughs> I'm quite looking forward to that. Have you guys seen the documentary? I think it's called In Search of the Last Action Hero. Have you, you seen that one? No. I've heard of it. I remember when they were trying to get a Kickstarter for it. I remember seeing that. I have not seen it, it yet. It is out there in the wild. And uh, uh, the reason that I bring that into sort of play is Sam Furstenberg is interviewed several times. In Ooh, that. interesting. So there is, there, is, there is a lot of the canon stuff in it. Obviously, you've got Mario Kassar from Carol Co. and stuff. And I've never seen him interviewed before. So this documentary's just got lots of people who you generally don't see on these sort of documentaries. And Sam Furstenberg's one of them. So um, let me know if you, if you struggle to find that documentary. I'll point you in the right direction. But that's well worth watching. So even though it's not branded canon obviously it's about 80s action movies so guess what there's quite a lot of canon in it yeah i think it'd be fun to watch that so, yeah, so definitely. definitely check that out but uh so as i wrap this sort of episode up guys the floor is over to you so obviously people have learned a lot about your podcast on this particular episode but you can pitch it to them why should people listen to golan globus podcast oh, before, go for it say whatever you want before i pitch that to you i need to pitch you a movie mm. Because you said you're looking for 90s movies on your show last. Yes. I, Have yep. you heard, watched American movie? No. It's a documentary, so I don't know. Is that still in your... In, in, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 if you want, I can send it over to you, but uh, I think you really need to see that. You get some good Midwestern documentary action. I shall check that out. It, if I do struggle to find it, I shall let you know. But I've, uh, uh, I've written that down. Absolutely one of my favorites. So have you have you seen Getevin, Stuart? I wouldn't even know how to spell that. No. Oh, okay. I got two you movies. Send, <laughs> I got that, two movies you I'll have send to you. send that to Stuart. That yep. movie blew my mind. Yeah. Those are both nineties movies too. Yes. That is perfect. So I'll get yeah. that too. Go ahead and pitch Joe Murray. <laughs> pitch of the show. Well, yeah, that's a picture podcast. We're the greatest action movie podcast that exists. If I can be humble about it. Yeah, we're not revu- reviewers. We're investigative journalists. Right. We get we're into cultural the sociologists. You know, we're, we're businessmen. We have all these products that we sell on there. But these products work. 
Yeah, of course they work. She sheen, petroleum uh, jelly, uh, glue gloss, glue gloss. We we we're, we're, we cornered the market on body shine. That's and, our thing. and hairstyles. And hairstyles. The Nang Chen. Last system. year we were all about the hair. <laughs> With COVID, we had to shut down the abandoned factory, though, which makes it a, even more abandoned of a factory. Right. We put a lot of Americans out of business. We. Oh. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's just if you like if you like rambling. You're going to love our show because we love to just ramble on about stuff. Sidebars about wrestling. Yes. <laughs> Occasionally an in-joke that only we understand, <laughs> but we try to keep that to a minimum because I can understand how that would be irritating. Oh. Lot of, and this is one of those uh, podcasts, every episode you listen, listen to, it's more rewarding because we go back. to like If we got jokes from like two years ago, we go back to and And if you're in, you're in on it, you're going to enjoy those yeah, jokes. Fast and loose. Oh no! We it's kind of it's it's kind of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, isn't it? You yeah. know, you can you can listen to an episode on its own, but if you listen to them all, it's like a big jigsaw. Right. I'd say it's better because the Marvel yeah. Comic Universe is kind of, eh. but uh, yeah. yeah, we're not as formulaic as the Marvel Universe. We have we better mix, villains too. We, yes, we definitely. Yeah. So we mix it up a little. <laughs> but yeah, we have we have we cover movies. We have a thing we call tippy taps which is like mini episodes it's usually this is our when we get our most self-indulgent this is just stuff we like if you if you like us you're gonna enjoy i don't it. know i mean i'd say all the movies we but no what i'm saying is it's like it's it doesn't fit into our wheelhouse like we'll talk about anything on yeah tippy, tippy taps are supposed to be about anything usually what they're used for is either a uh, a weird taffy episode yeah. including the after dark episode or we do uh tv shows that are Action-oriented, usually. Yeah, like we make a lot of studs reference uh, Renegade <laughs> episode because Brandscombe Richmond was the co-star of Renegade, so we love watching Renegade. And uh, yeah, I think that's. I think we that'll be about it. it. Yeah, we we'll, we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we won't keep you for nine yeah, hours. Be, yeah, before we sign off, let's just do the River Band <laughs> episode right now. <laughs> yeah, <if> you want to? <laughs> you just go right into it. Let's talk about a film I've never heard of. <laughs> Just put it on. Watch together. It's on. It's on. Yes. You'll want to keep it real okay. quiet, though, because there's a lot of racist language. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of N-bombs getting dropped. But it's a period piece. That's how people talked in the South in 1966, if you're a racist. And as long, as long as you put a warning in at the beginning, it's fine. You can say whatever you want. It's there fine. we go. But I just want to say, them, so. you know, people are shit, generally. But, <laughs> no, but you know who isn't shit? Stuart, us. Oh, uh, Stuart, <laughs> you're a great dude. We appreciate you. We leave. I mean, you're you, Stuart. People, like, oh, you know, if you're listening, you know this already. Stuart Bannerman is a great person. Oh yeah, great guy. When Murray texted me, he said Stuart wants us to be on his show. I I was fumbling yeah, my yeah. phone, be like, yes, it's happening. I wanted to say, Stuart, what fucking took you so long? <laughs> fucking hell. Well, yeah, it, it's yeah. No, I agree with that. It's a case. Uh, yeah, I often think that. Um, where you think, I don't know, sometimes you think, well, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to think of a good way to phrase it. It's like I know people who, who've who made movies for years, and it's like I've never had them on my show either. Sometimes you get to a point where you go, are they going to say no? Are they too busy? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But I thought, you know what? I want you guys on my show. I want the longest advert possible for the Golden Globus <laughs> Theatre podcast. And I think this is probably it. This is like the longest advert that anybody's done. And I like that. Oh, that's cool. It was so it's, fun. It's a first for me. Absolute thrill. Yeah, so thanks. happy. Thanks for always being in our corner, supporting us. We really appreciate it. 
thanks for doing all the content you do. I appreciate that as well. You know, I've done this for two hours and you've done more than two hours. You've done 180 something episodes <laughs> at this moment in time. So that's, that is a lot of hours. At some point you guys need to add up how many hours you've done and it will scare you. Yeah. yeah. So I've done yeah, it with mine cool. and it's like, yeah. I'm over 700 hours for mine. That's insane. I just, I don't know who will feel sorry for me for talking for 700 hours or people for listening. <laughs> to those 700 hours probably a bit of both i think but uh but podcasting is fun it is not financially rewarding but it is rewarding in lots of other ways we get film recommendations yeah you know i've never i've never met either of you guys but you're my friends you know so it's yeah that is rewarding in those ways as well and if you so. you need uh you know someone to come in for one of your movies i'll, I'll pop in there i'll do a chicago accent for you what Okay. Never you know, I, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Griff, because I know you have the the Mimi trilogy, Stuart. Yeah, which has now become one film now because it's originally it was going to be three short films, and the first two are already shot. Uh, but because it's been the the lead actress was 12, I think, when they first shot the thing, and it was supposed to be set a few months after. She's the one uh, the growth spurt. So it doesn't work as three short films now. So I'm having to use the stuff I've already shot as a flashback in the third one. So it's now gone down to one film now. Stuart, I'm so happy to hear that because I actually think I could play her role. (laughs) I think I'm that that good. I mean, she's great. Don't get me wrong. I think I could play a role. And if if you want, I can do an audition right now. You You want me to do an audition for you? Just cause I, cause I don't Could want to feel like it, you're yeah. handing it to me, like we're friends. So. No, no, no. You've got to earn it. No, okay, no, well, I, I, I got a monologue set up here. <laughs> I prepared. <laughs> you don't know how eager he is to do this. He's been telling me all no, day. He is. So, so let's just get this right. So Murray's just about to put himself inside a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, no, I'm just, telling, okay. I'm just trying to show you my acting ability. So this isn't, okay. this isn't for your – I'm taking a scene from a, a previous movie. Okay, I'm going to be doing a scene from the movie Sea of Love starring Al Pacino. I've never seen this Great movie, film. but I have seen <laughs> this <film>. scene. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. So what, from what I've gathered from this scene, because we're in, I've never seen this movie. I probably never will. Al Pacino, he's a cop who's headed up to here with all these rich people giving him shit and not appreciating him. So the scene I'm doing, I'm Al Pacino. And I'm speaking to Ellen Barkin, who's rocking some sweet, trashy, sexy, big-ass 80s hair. And this is... Oh, yeah. Here's the scene. Let me tell you something about this. All these people in here with their rocks and their furs, they get robbed. They get raped. All of a sudden, their daddy, come the wet-ass owl, I'm everybody's daddy. Hoo-ha! I add. You're hired. You, you, yeah. Come the wet ass uh, hour, Stuart. <laughs> I want you to know he did improvise the hoo ha. He didn't have that yes. written down. Not I thought so. I thought, you know what? That's <laughs> like that's like two, three years later from the scent of a woman that the hoo ha became a thing. But it still worked. Still worked. Anybody knows what come the wet ass hour means? Get a hold of me at, at GG Theater. On Twitter. <laughs> I'm still reeling. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know. What, what Amazing. Stuart, is there is there a role for us? You're, you're up- there is. I am. Um, I'm going to get straight on the phone to Lamissa and just fire her <laughs> instantly. 
and just go, do you know what? Should we this time talk is- about your acting uh, last week, Griff? We had a, a listener who asked, "Is like, hey, I, I'm doing like an audio play. Can you guys just do a couple lines? Very, oh. very simple. I, for some reason, I kept reading it as Shatner. I couldn't get out of Shatner. <laughs> the line was for Griff with literally somebody <laughs> call the police. Stop. Somebody call the police. He was doing and he could Somebody stop. call the police. The, yeah. The police. <laughs> and it's like, okay. He, after about 50 takes, he did get it. Right? Yeah. I said, Griff, just talk like you want somebody to call we the police. We just sent them one long file. It was 14 <laughs> minutes. Us cackling. And then finally, the last three minutes was maybe good good takes. All right. So is a, is a future in uh, audiobooks not really on the cards for you then? So I'm thinking about it with my wonderful, you know, accent. I, I could maybe do some uh, Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever. Do my thinking about it. Christopher Lee. There we go. So yeah, we, we tagged him. So it's it's good that you mentioned Christopher Lee because uh, if you've listened to the podcast, you'll hear some fun Christopher Lee stories from Neil Johnson because he hung out with him for quite a while. So I always revel in hearing Neil Johnson tell me his Christopher Lee stories because he's got <laughs> lots of them. So. He made Peter Cushing tee his pants. And you can hear that story with my great impression on our Howling 2 episode. (laughs) You were right about this being one big advert. (laughs) Damn right. As well, it should be. It should be. And that just goes to prove that I am not shy about mentioning other podcasts on my own podcast. Because what we've had is a a feature-length advert for the Golden Globus Theatre Podcast, which you should all listen out for on uh, Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever. Go search for it. And uh, if you can't find it, let me know, and I will hook you up with them. But uh, I'm going to let you guys go and have a bit of a breather before you do your next episode. But (laughs) it is always a pleasure talking to you. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, buddy. You are welcome. Take care and enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good show. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.